Hello, everyone, and welcome to Celtic Preacher Podcast 150. Have you ever thought to yourself, something here has got to change? Something has got to change. It's a common thing, isn't it? I mean, that whole, I don't know, what would you call it? You're discontented with the way things are. You know, something's got to change here. It could be something at work. And you're thinking, I, I'm spending so many hours of my life doing this job and I hate it. Something's got to change. Or it could be your living situation. Something's going on at home uh, and you're managed with your partner and you're thinking, this isn't working. I don't like it. I'm unhappy. It could be a difficult person that you have to interface with in some way. Or I think we do this a lot, this sort of assessing. You know, we assess different situations in our life and, and when we don't like what we see, we try and make a change. And, uh, you know, Jesus did this all the time. He was forever bringing changes or at least pointing out that changes needed to be made, particularly when it came to people's understanding about God. And, uh, you know, when, however you understand God, that also affects how you understand yourself. And it also affects how you, how you relate to other people. So this was a big theme in Jesus' teaching. Um, how we understand God, what we think about God, what, how we view ourselves. It's like he would watch people, he would listen to people, and so many times the teaching would come from a place of, is that really your understanding of God? Is this really the way you understand life? And then he would surprise everyone with a completely different take on uh, what God is like or how the world works or how people work. It really was quite the reformer, which, by the way, this happens to be Reformation Sunday. But uh, yeah, he was, he, was, he was a reformer, a change bringer. I, I think it's safe to say uh, that Jesus was not content with the way his world was 2,000 years ago. And, you know, the, the, the thing is, we still struggle with so many of the same issues the ancient, ancient people struggled with, which just goes to show that humanity in general, what a, we're slow learners, we are so slow. It just seems to take millennium before deeper truths seem to uh, kick in and make a difference in our world. You know, one of the things Jesus said is, is that I have come that you might have life. In other words, I've come that you will have a better life than you ever even dreamed of. That's a great line, by the way, from John uh, 10, verse 10. He says, I've come. The, the whole reason I'm here, the whole reason I'm teaching, the whole reason that I've given you the spirit of God, the energy of God to dwell in you is so that you will have a better life than you ever, ever dreamed of. 
So that's what we're going to be looking at in this teaching. We're going to be looking at this, this need to change. So if you're thinking that something needs to be, some changes need to be made in your life, and if these changes that you think about, these potential changes that you're thinking about, if, if it brings you closer to this abundant life or this better life, which, by the way, looks like more peace, more inner freedom, there's a strong possibility Jesus would totally agree with you. Totally agree with you, because that's what the teaching is this morning. It's from John 8. And we're eavesdropping in in a conversation that he has with people who are claiming to be followers. But, so they're claiming to be followers, but Jesus is questioning how sincere they are. Because there's something about their lifestyle, there's something about their life, the way that they live, their attitudes, uh, that Jesus is thinking, hmm, no, there's, there's, there's something wrong here. So I'm going to pick it up on halfway through the conversation. Uh, Jesus is talking to these would-be followers, and he says to them, I'm just going to give you the straight text. He says, if you continue in my word, you're truly my disciples, you're truly my students, and the truth will make you free. So here's another translation, a little bit easier translation. This is from Eugene Peterson's The Message. He says to the would-be followers, if you really stick with us, if you really stick with it, living out what I tell you, you're my disciples for sure, and the truth will set you free. Now that line is, is an important line. The truth will set you free because for Jesus... An authentic spiritual life leads to freedom. It's like an inner freedom. So he's looking at these people and he's saying, you know, there, there's something about the way that you live, in spite of what you say. I know you say you're my, I know that you say you're following me. I know that you say you're you're following my teaching, but there's something about the way that you're living. When I look at you. You're not free. You're not free. You don't have, you, you actually, you're trapped. That's what, that's, when I look at you, I get a sense that you are not free, that you're trapped. And his listeners, of course, begin to get offended. They're offended by this critique that he has of their life and of their spiritual understanding. And his listeners are offended and they say, what do you mean, uh, you know, we need to be set free? We're not anyone's slaves. Why are you telling us that we, we need to be set free? We're descendants of Abraham, and of course they're completely misunderstanding, right? So they're saying, we're not anybody's slaves. We're from the descendants of the patriarch uh, Abraham. So they're misunderstanding what he's saying, and Jesus goes back again, says the same thing. Look, you say you follow me, but when I look at you, when I listen to you, when I watch you, I don't see any sign of life and freedom and joy and love, all the things that are important to me. I can't see that in your life. 
What I see it is that you're trapped. Actually, he uses the word enslaved. What I see is you're trapped, you're not free. And then this great line, he says, if the sun sets you free, you shall be free indeed. If the sun sets you free, you shall be free indeed. A true, authentic, spiritual life leads to inner freedom. Inner freedom looks like you're not trapped with all the usual things that people get trapped in, right? So we turn on the news, what are people trapped in? Well, they're angry, they're trapped in it. What else? They're violent, yeah, they're trapped in that. Um, they always want more of everything. They're never content with what they have. There's this drive for more. What else? Oh, people are trapped with fears and anxieties and worries. Jesus called that the cares of the world. He says, look, I've come that you might have life. I've come that you might have life. Now, remember, he's talking to a group of people. They're not seekers. They're not unbelievers. They're maybe more like half-hearted followers. Maybe they began strong and maybe they dropped back. That's a really common thing. There are people who claim to follow him, but there's something about their life, their interactions, their way of living, their way of thinking about God, their behavior, the, the way that they deal with people that is offensive to Jesus. And he speaks to them very bluntly, basically says to them, you're dominated by the wrong things. You, you've missed the mark. You're off target. So what he's basically teaching is, is that if your inner life, your spiritual life, your inner life, if it isn't helping you grow in grace and love and compassion for yourself as well as others, then something's wrong because it has got to lead to inner freedom if it's Jesus' way. Remember his, his line is always, come follow me. Well, it's like, we'll follow you to what? Well, it's a way of living that leads to inner freedom because Jesus knows it's very easy for us to get off track. And it's very easy for us to get dominated, or his word would be even stronger, enslaved, we might say trapped. It's very easy for us to get trapped by the wrong things. It's easy for us to be influenced and led by the wrong things. Or he would say, it's very easy to be enslaved by the wrong things. It's actually enslaved. It's kind of like an addiction, you know? And uh, addiction, addiction can actually be a very subtle kind of thing. I mean, when we talk about addiction, it's not just obvious things like drugs and alcohol and food and media. I mean, it, it can be all of that, right? But I think that in many cases, 
addiction can be, oh, I think it's, it can be a lot more subtle. I mean, it can be things like feeling guilty, right? We can, we can become so well-practiced, so addicted to feeling guilty. And Jesus would say, that's not inner freedom. That's not inner freedom. Feeling guilty all the time, that's something that Jesus would question. And the reason that he would question it is because there's no freedom there. Because if we're feeling guilty about something all the time, and then he's coming along and saying, look, my teaching leads to life and freedom. And if we're living day after day with lots of unresolved guilt, you know, that's something that Jesus would question. It's like, well, where is that coming from? Where's the guilt coming from? That's not necessarily God, right? That's not necessarily God. Where's the guilt coming from? And, you know, and it's oftentimes uh, things like guilt or, or things like worry, for example, it's, they're just bad habits, really, you know? And of course, feeling guilty has its place. Of course, feeling guilty has its place. I mean, if, you, if you've truly done something wrong and you need to change your behavior, fine. Then it's purposeful guilt, isn't it? It's purposeful. But if it's just this vague sense that you're not measuring up or you never do enough, or then we're perhaps moving more into the realm of bad habits. Yeah. And, and, and we get good at what we practice, don't we? So if we've practiced feeling guilty for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, we can get very, very good at feeling guilty. And yet it has nothing to do with the leading of God at all. It's just a bad habit. So, you know, one of the Jesus' big thing, themes in his teaching is, is that a healthy understanding of yourself and others and God, a, God first, a healthy understanding, an accurate understanding, or a more accurate, I don't know if we can be totally accurate, let's say, a more accurate understanding of God always leads to inner freedom. Always. Now, we're not all going to get caught up in guilt, right? Some of us could honestly say, I really, really feel guilty because maybe we have other things, right? Maybe we get caught up in anger or maybe we were addicted to worrying about the future, right? That's a common one, isn't it? I get addicted to worrying about the future and I can project all sorts of trouble, all sorts of worst case scenarios onto the future. Is it true? No, I just happen to have a really, really good imagination. <laughs> and uh, okay, so how does that make you feel? I'm worried all the time, right? Jesus would say, that's not freedom then, is it? That's not freedom. If I'm constantly projecting worst case scenario, is that life? Is that freedom? Jesus would say, no, it's not. 
actually gets more to be like a bad habit. Yeah, it's so easy for us to get addicted in our thinking. Uh, having rigid, set ways of doing everything or having to do things my particular way, never really listening to anyone else. Now, we call these things personality traits, but, you know, when personality traits uh, get in the way of freedom and life and joy, uh, they're unhelpful, to say the least. Maybe I get stuck in the past, you know? Maybe I get stuck in unforgiveness. There's a common one. I cannot forgive or I cannot let go of something. It's just my nature, we might say. I've always been that way. It's just my nature. Jesus would say, no, uh, I've come to set you free. I have come that you might have life. You don't need to be dominated by that. He's all about freedom. He's all about bringing change to our lives. Of course, obviously, we have to be open to it, right? If we're not open, there's not going to be any changes. We all know people who have never really ever changed. Why? Because they don't want to change. But for those of us who are open, um, yeah, this is a big part of our spiritual lives. We call it transformation, inner transformation. And, you know, when you, when you get to a point in your life when you think there has got to be some changes in this area or it's high time I made a change in my life, we're getting very, very close to transformation because it's almost like we have to get tired of being the way we are. I mean, really sick and tired of it, though. We have to get really tired of being addicted to whatever it is we're addicted to or caught up in or trapped, however you want to say it. It's almost like we have to get really tired of that before there's a breakthrough. It's like we have to get really tired of being uh, overly scheduled or overly busy or living beyond our means. Um, there's another one, living beyond... I mean, yeah, living beyond our means. It's like, what is that about? Why, why is that? <clears throat> why do we do that? And you might be thinking, yeah, it's got to change. It's got to change. There's so many things that can trap us. Melancholy can trap us. Bitterness can trap us. People-pleasing can trap us. Jesus is saying, you know... I'm the one that sets you free. The first step in freedom is recognizing what, is, what makes you trapped, you know, what is trapping you. And one thing is enough, by the way. You know, there's, you know you, we can look at our lives a lot of the time and we can, we can start to list everything that we would like to see changed. I've found that in our emotional lives and in our spiritual lives, 
rather than list half a dozen things. It's better to uh, just look at one area, just one thing. It seems to be enough for us to cope with and handle that it's like, God, that you know that this is the thing that is really bothering me today. And you just lift up one thing, just one area. And it's like the heart cry becomes, this is where I need freedom. Now, God already knows we need freedom in these areas. It's more us coming to terms with the fact that we need freedom. But that's really the first step is lifting up that one area because you'll find that once that area is lifted up, acknowledged, uh, brought to consciousness is another way of, of saying it or praying about it is another way of saying it. But once that one area is brought to our, our consciousness and it's in the forefront of our mind and that's the area that we're sort of Mm, for the want of a better word, surrendering or open to change, you'll notice that as the days go on, things will come to your mind uh, that need some attention in that area. It could be a step to take. It could be something to say. It could be something to do. It could be something not to do. It could be something to wait, wait upon, but there'll be something will begin to surface. And each step you take uh, will bring about uh, increments of freedom until there comes a time where you will be set free more and more and more. And that whole line of, you know, when Jesus says, if the sun sets you free, you shall be free indeed, it's like you'll begin to say to yourself, yeah, I get that. You know what? That's happened to me. That's happened to me. I was struggling with this a few years ago, and today I'm not really struggling with it as much. And the reason is, is because basically the cry of your heart has come to pass. If the Son sets you free, you shall be free indeed. There's the prayer. There's the heart cry. God, help us to move even deeper into the freedoms that you have for us. Well, thank you for joining me. You have been listening to Celtic Preacher. Join with me again next week for another episode. <laughs>